Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, and welcome to Live Dharma Sunday. If you have called in to listen to this morning's broadcast, please note that all lines have been placed on mute to avoid background interference. If you are joining us from either the Bright Dawn Ning site or the Blog Talk Radio site, please note that it is not necessary to call in. If you are experiencing loss of audio or the Blog Talk Radio player is not working properly, please refresh your page and hit the play button once more. It may take a few moments for your browser to complete the buffering process. Once again, welcome to Live Dharma Sunday and enjoy the broadcast. Welcome everyone to Live Dharma Sunday for April 15th, 2018. Koyo Kubosa here. So very, very glad you joined us on Income Tax Day deadline. (laughs) Well, it's nice in springtime, although I read in the today's morning paper that in the Midwest, they got a lot of a big cold storm with snow and everything in Minneapolis and Minnesota and from the Gulf Coast up and things like that. So my experience living in the Midwest is spring always comes in like a roaring, like a lion. And uh, uh, the general rule to follow is a uh, rule of thumb is whenever you get a snow, a snow, you know, in early springtime, there's always one more to come. <laughs> you think this one, oh, this is the last little snow we'll get, but you always get one more. Well, <clears throat> I've been thinking about uh, trying to, the science's effort to understand the human body and the life processes. Um, we've learned in biology about, uh, you know, back when I was in high school, the basic life processes like digestion, circulation, respiration, excretion, and so forth. But there's been a lot of uh, research on the microbes, or they call it the microbiome, um, and probiotics, and the role of uh, bacteria, microbes in our gut, especially. And um, there was an interesting attention-getting article recently that we're only 43% human. <laughs> that meaning that you know, our, our human uh, body cells make up only 43% of our bodies because the rest is, <laughs> is the microbiome. All these microbes 
that are we are hosting <laughs> in our bodies, and a um, large min- majority of them is uh, in our gut, in our large and small intestine, and so forth. And trying to understand the role that these uh, <clears throat> microbes play in human life. And uh, it's kind of fascinating where, you know, the, the some I was reading an article that said, you know, it's in digestion and uh, go out as, as in your human stool uh, contains a lot of information about what's going on in your body and um, to understand all kinds of diseases, to understand... Uh, you know what goes on when everything's going right, and when, for example, uh, we know the the role of microbes in certain diseases, and so we we think, oh, these are bad, bad, bad bugs, <laughs> and so we have antibiotics, and we do a lot of things, uh, antibacterial soap. Nowadays, they say. <laughs> Don't use antibacterial soap because if everybody does that and we start to, you know, spout all these bad microbes, well, they gradually build up immunity and then you get a superbug. Or sometimes they'll say, well, in the process of eliminating the bad bugs, you also are eliminating a lot of the good bugs that are beneficial microbes and bacteria and so forth. And it's upsetting uh, the processes. And we're seeing more allergy type and autoimmune type diseases and things like this. There's always a trade-off. Whenever you start messing with, my mom would always say, nature knows best. (laughs) You know, if you start messing around, uh, you don't know how things are interrelated. You do things that presumably have a good effect here, but in another aspect of the whole system, uh, there's drawbacks. Uh, Well, we do the best we can in trying to understand um, the way things are, but uh, it's, uh, we're still (laughs) novices, you know. We, we, science has done a lot, but there's a lot more (laughs) that we need to know to try to understand you know, just the basic human processes, life processes. I remember um, when I was a kid, there was a chart. I was maybe, you know, only five, six, seven years old, and there was a chart about that you should move your bowels regularly for health. And I didn't know the word bowel. And I thought it said you're supposed to go bowling regularly for, for health. And I said, oh, man, that's that's pretty expensive if you got to, you know, go bowling every day. <laughs> well, uh, I remember, you know, the, the, there's a big emphasis on nutrients, minimum daily requirements and uh, protein, fats, and carbohydrates and all this nutritional information. And then I thought it was interesting how, they came to understand better the role of fiber in your diet. You know, fiber means 
something that does not have any nutritional value. So you might discount it or, you know, not see its value. But if you don't have fiber in your diet, then, of course, your digestion is affected. See? You need that fiber. Grecian process is important, okay, to move things along and so forth. <laughs> in the role of fiber, okay? We put all the attention and get the highlights uh, the focus is on the essential nutrients for health. But you take something like that has no nutritional value, a fiber, you know, uh, vegetables, fiber, you know, that's why I say, hey, you, got to, you have to eat more fruits and vegetables, not so much for the, I think, for the nutrients, the vitamins and so forth, but because they have a lot of fiber, um, and I think you could extend this metaphor in parallel ways to other kinds of situations or things about spiritual health, okay, things that we think we don't really understand, you know, the things that we think are important uh, or things that we think are not that important are important. Sometimes small is big, you know. <laughs> Sometimes what we think is unimportant is really important. <laughs> well, I want to move on to our guest who's going to give us a Dharma glimpse today. He's provided a MP3 uh, recording of his comments. Mark Kayo. Kayo. Kai is the uh, ocean. He was given the Dharma name Ocean Sun. I don't know if that, you know, why he lives in Florida and uh, <clears throat> part of our LM5 group. And uh, just like in the West in the West Coast, uh, you know, sunset is kind of uh, prominent. The East Coast, of course, the the sunrise is very prominent, coming over the uh, dawning over the ocean, huh? Atlantic Ocean, and uh, uh, having that kind of an image uh, and all its implications for spiritual teachings of Kaio, Ocean Sun. Let's hear from him today. Good morning, everybody. As always, it's an honor to be asked to give a Dharma glimpse for live Dharma Sunday. So happy Sunday to everybody, and I hope everybody has a fantastic day. Well, springtime is upon us. Depending on where you live, for me, I live in Florida, and springtime is already in full swing. I know some of the northern states aren't quite caught up to us yet, but don't worry, spring is on its way. With spring comes the awakening of life. As it comes out of its long winter slumber... The animals are active, whether they're big or small. The flowers are in bloom, and the trees are growing, leading to the realization that life is anew. I find it interesting that cultures all across this fantastic globe that we live on have unique 
and interesting ways that they celebrate spring. One of my favorites comes from Thailand, and it's called Songkran, which sort of translates to the water festival. Songkran is a unique tradition or festival in Thailand where everyone gets splashed or sprayed with water. And if you're interested to learn more about it, you can do a Google search for Songkran and it comes back with all kinds of videos and pictures that I think are pretty cool. And what the water festival signifies is the cleansing and the washing away of old thoughts and emotions of the previous year. Which leads everybody to a fresh new start. Me and my family have adopted our own version of Songkran and we and we have our own water fight filled with laughter and good times. And everybody has a great time. We all really enjoy it. Which reminds me of a quote from one of my favorite movie characters of all time, Doc Emmett Brown from the Back to the Future movie trilogy. When he arrives back from the future, in an 1885 steam-powered locomotive time machine, he tells Marty, The future isn't written in stone. The future is what you make of it. So make it a good one. That phrase, that quote, has always really resonated with me. And for some reason, that's one of the things that's always stuck with me throughout all these years. So in my parting thought for the day, so I urge everybody listening to me to get outside and to celebrate spring. It truly is a wonderful time of the year. I urge you to find a unique festival to celebrate spring or to totally create a new tradition for yourself and maybe for your family as well of a unique way to celebrate the beginning of spring. So I hope everybody has a fantastic day and I hope everybody makes their future a good one. Thank you for listening. Yes, indeed. <laughs> well, water, when we just pause a little bit to think about the theme or topic of water, boy, there's a lot. Uh, my father has written articles about water, um, the properties of water, and uh, what we can learn from water. Uh, it's a huge theme. Water is very 
supple, pliable, adaptable. You know, it, it takes its shape from the container it's in. Okay, it's gentle. It always seeks the bottom. You know, gravity, the safest place, and yet it could be very powerful. It could crack open granite. It could. It could be a you know a terrific uh, windstorm blown uh, surface of the ocean or something, and water makes up so much of our planet, makes up so much of our body. <laughs> Talking about our our body, <laughs> life processes again. Water uh, essential for life. Um, you have baptism. You have cleanliness. You, you have cleaning with water, you have taking showers, taking baths, you have all kinds of things like this, uh, holy water, all kinds of, water is a huge theme. Um, in California, where, central California, where we, you know, drought is a big thing. I mean, if you don't have enough water for our food supply, our farmers and everything, they, they need water. Huh? And all that snow in the in the high elevations in the Sierra Nevadas, you know, the snow melt for that, that makes fills the water in the aquifers and underground and everything um, is a crucial part of the whole cycle. This climate cycle, okay, of evaporation going up, uh, moisture and the clouds come and becoming rain and coming down. That whole Atmospheric cycle is a fascinating uh, geographical climate field of study that involves water. Okay, water is a. <laughs> you got ice, you got steam, you got water vapor, you got. Um, and I thought it was a tremendous thing in the Dharma glimpse about water washing away you know, the old feelings and thoughts of the previous year and you're starting fresh. You know how you feel after you take a shower or bath and and <laughs> I think that could be a good theme for this, uh, you know, uh, and being interpreted as in the spiritual context, okay? Although some people might say uh, spirituality, taking a, taking a shower, you know, okay? You start thinking about it, you know, where does this baptism come from? Where does uh, all these things? Um, and uh, his family ritual, you know, well, let's let's do our version of the water festival and have a, a water fight, <laughs> a family water fight, okay? Fight in quotes, but, you know, they have a lot of fun. And then, you know, that's an opportunity, I think, to to mention renewal aspect okay and uh it lays in some mental tracks if you will in young minds we do it as a family together okay we take water so much for granted i mean every one of us is involved with water every day you know it comes out of the tap we turn the thing on which of course we take for granted you know in the pioneer days <laughs> no running water Okay, or you had to have good water to drink. How many stories about, you know, uh, getting to the water spring or source? And uh, is is it 
safe to drink? Is it, you know, and so forth. Um, and to have clean water is going to be more and more crucial because we have met the enemy and he is us. Pollution. Okay. Before, the ocean was a metaphor for it could purify anything. If a polluted river goes in, you know, the ocean is so vast, okay, it will just purify it. But now, people, sheer numbers, human population, and the industrial age and the pollution that goes into our waters, we better be careful. Okay? The amount of plastic that's floating around in the ocean, you know, all those stories we have. Wow. Huh? We have to reformulate our basic attitude toward ecology and, you know, 40, 50 years ago, I don't think the majority of public didn't even know the definition or was the, ecology was a new word. Okay? Um, but indeed, Anything we can do to see the interdependency of all these physical laws, uh, climate-related things, okay, the role of water, uh, to make it part of our, our, you know, family life, daily life, okay, not taking water for granted. Oh, just every time we drink water, okay, wash our hands, wash our face, and say, ah. Ready to go. That's all for today's broadcast. Till next time, keep going. And you have a beautiful day. Thank you.